Virtual real estate investing in the metaverse. It's something that all real estate investors should understand. The metaverse is changing the way that people live their lives and even where they live in the metaverse. Plots of land are up for sale. People are flipping homes, apartment buildings, and even land. Snoop Dogg has a house in the metaverse. In today's episode, I sit down with Costas, who walks us through investing in the metaverse, what it means, how to do it, and how people are making money in this extraordinarily futuristic niche. This is Building Passive Income and Wealth Through Real Estate, where we guide you through the relentless pursuit of financial independence. I'm your host, Justin Moy, Managing Partner at Perpetual Wealth Capital a multifamily real estate investing firm that lets everyday people invest passively in income-producing apartment buildings. Hey, listeners, welcome back to another episode of Building Passive Income and Wealth Real Estate. Today, I am sitting down with Costas. Now, Costas is the head of Metaverse Developments and co-founder at Republic Realm, and he is the go-to guy when I have questions about the metaverse, which is a ton. Now, just like a lot of you, it's so brand new to me. And he's just so knowledgeable that I knew I had to have him on to talk metaverse, to talk investing, and even how it relates to real estate investors. So Costas, very, very, very excited to have you on here sharing your knowledge today. Justin, thank you very much for having me. I hope I can be a good guest in your show and answer all the questions about real estate and whatever it relates to real estate brokers, real estate developers, everyone in the traditional real estate world. That's what we are. And I think the word you highlighted there was traditional, the traditional investments. And I think one of the reasons why the metaverse is so hard to wrap our heads around is because that's like changing what traditional means. And it's kind of the new future. So Give us a 10,000 foot view of the metaverse because some people, they think of like Facebook who just changed their name to meta a little bit ago. Some people think it's those virtual reality goggles that you play video games with. I mean, just start off at the beginning. What is the metaverse and exactly what is it going to do for us? There's no clear definition yet. The best we can come up right now is that's going to be the future of the internet. What we call web free could be similar to what the metaverse can be. To be honest, Web3 isn't here yet. So what we think the metaverse is going to be, it's going to be a network of interconnected experiences, applications, 3D virtual worlds, devices, tools, hardware, you mentioned, and obviously infrastructure. And its purpose should be that it should be experienced synchronously and persistently, and there should be an unlimited number of users at the same time. And so these users are going to be real people. And we've seen you know, news stories of people now holding virtual meetings in the metaverse, where they actually have an office and the employees are anywhere in the physical world, but they have their avatars and they're meeting in some metaverse meeting area. Is that pretty common now? Are we seeing a lot more of that happen where people have these metaverse spaces to either meet or even to live or house other objects? Walk us through kind of how that works. I think the metaverse currently is misdescribed that it's a virtual reality, misdescribed that it's a virtual world. And obviously, Facebook's version led the assumption that 
it's going to be something like that. So people will not have to commute anymore to work. They, they will just wear a headset and they go to work or your boss can be a hologram. <laughs> so that's something that I think right now is misdescribed. You can see how people are doing their best to wrap their heads around these things when they're not familiar with almost the endless possibilities of it. And we saw when the internet came out and people were saying, well, we're not never going to use this. This will never be sustainable. And so we've heard people now say, well, if you had the opportunity to invest in the internet 30, 40, 50 years ago, you should have done it. This is our version. This is this generation's version of like the next internet. So how do you, I guess, invest in the metaverse? Like, what does that mean? I know we talked about hardware. There's certain companies that make hardware for the metaverse. The easiest way to describe is that you can invest either by investing in a startup that is developing some kind of technology, either that is software or hardware that relates to the metaverse. Another option that you have is to invest in cryptocurrency of virtual worlds that are going to be part of the metaverse. For example, we can say Decentraland, uh, Sandbox. So the first step would be to acquire, buy a token. For Decentraland, it's going to be Mana, and for Sandbox, is Sand. But if we go one level down, then you can invest in what we call digital land. And that's what I think most people relate to real estate when they think about land. So actually, land is an NFT. Digital land is an NFT. So it's not real land. It's a token. And when you invest in land, when you buy land or when you buy a wearable, a name, anything that is part of an ecosystem, that's always riskier than buying, for example, the token of the ecosystem, for example, mana versus buying a land in the center land. So you buy land in, you mentioned like sandbox, decentralized land. What happens to that land after people are developing some type of physical space? on it, whether it's, we read some celebrities now are purchasing homes in the metaverse. Is it kind of the same goal where, hey, I own this virtual plot of land, and then eventually somebody is going to want to pay me to either put something here or buy it from me altogether? Is it sort of the same concept like that? Yeah, it is. There's basically a lot of things you can do in what we call the metaverse. You can play games, you can go to work meetings, you can hang out with friends, you can go shopping, you can do concerts. Technically, sightseeing is also possible. Whatever experience you can create, this can be created in a parcel of land in the metaverse. There are also a lot of uses outside of that. So you can buy and rent, or you can buy and flip your land, which is very popular. <laughs> I mean, most of the speculators right now, that's what they do. Besides that, I think there are also other opportunities. Obviously, the most interesting content is going to bring the most users in your land. So say you have a nice concert with whatever rapper you want to call or whatever singer, famous singer. That's what's going to make your land more valuable. 
if you bring Snoop Dogg <laughs> in your land, that's what's going to create a lot of buzz around your land. And that's what's going to bring more value to your land. So other people will want to buy nearby parcels, with an example in the sandbox where someone sold his parcel of land for 450,000 US dollars just because he was Snoop Dogg's neighbor. <laughs> it's really similar to just what it is now. I mean, that land is in a set space. And how do you know, I guess, because in the physical world, we have indicators we look at, right? Like if you're going to purchase, let's use that example, like a concert venue or land for somebody to hold events, you kind of look at population and what other buildings are here, what other developments are here. Are there similar metrics that you want to look at in the metaverse? If you're saying, hey, I want to invest in a plot of land in the metaverse, how do you go about doing research and seeing what plot do I want to get? And how do I know it'll increase in value to the best of my abilities later? What are some things that they should look for? It really depends on the platform. For example, in the central land, the parcels that are closer to roads sell higher, so they tend to bring more value. Also parcels that are close to Genesis Plaza. You also need to look which district the parcel is located. And also, as mentioned earlier, neighbors matter. <laughs> so these are just a few things that you can research initially. Going a level down, you need to obviously research the platform. You need to apply a venture capital method of evaluating the opportunity that you have. So you want to look at the team. You want to look at the partnerships of the team. You want to look at the traction. See that the land that you're investing, it's actually finite. That's something I was going to ask you about too, is because part of the reason why land is so valuable in the physical world is because it's set. They're not making any more. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of land investors like to say. So is that mindset of, well, this is sort of an infinite space. The metaverse is going to be cross-platform. You could be pretty much anywhere. We could continue growing this. Is that a concern that, that some people have? It is. And that's what many platforms are trying to mitigate. The risk, basically, that you're taking when you invest in Centerland is a lot less than when you invest in a metaverse that is always expanding and adding more parcels. For example, we know that the central land has only 90,000 parcels or Sandbox has 160,000. That's what the team has announced so far and that's what we know. So you can value these things, of course, based on location, right? Who's your neighbor? Genesis platforms are there, close to roads, things like that. So this is going to sound like a really elementary question, but the reason why, let's say, a downtown apartment or a downtown plot of land is so valuable here is because it's really, really close to everything. And maybe their tenants there don't have to drive and they can walk everywhere they want to go. In the metaverse, does travel really matter? Are you kind of downloading and uploading in different areas? Are you physically traveling places so it, you want to be closer to things? Or can you kind of hop around almost instantaneously to where that location won't really matter. Because even if I'm far away, I can sort of appear, upload or download myself into another area. So how does that factor into the metaverse investing? I have some beef with the 
mantra, location, 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 which was brought from the real world to the metaverse. I don't really think it matters since you can basically teleport. And honestly, if you are in the metaverse, most times you don't want to walk. Why would you walk when you can just click two buttons and go to another location? But it makes some sense for the nearby parcels because you can explore more easily if you just walk. So it makes some sense, but it doesn't also. Like you said, hey, if you could teleport and you maybe these downtown apartments wouldn't be so expensive because it wouldn't matter. I would just teleport there and it is what it is. I could live somewhere else super cheap. It doesn't sound like it's as prominent, but it would still be nice to be kind of in the area where everything is happening because you can still explore around and things like that. If you're part of a, let's say, of a district, of a mall, where you have a lot of brands there, fashion brands, yeah, absolutely, that makes sense. You want to experience the world when walking or running. You don't want to teleport from, even if it's, for example, sandbox, one parcel sandbox is 96 by 96 meters. So that's huge. But in the central land, it's only 16 by 16. So it doesn't make sense in sandbox to teleport to another parcel because it's huge. But in the central land, it also makes sense. So it's different. Those are really, really important to kind of research and get into the one that you want to, whether you want that bigger experience or that smaller one. So you had mentioned like malls. What is the future of these bigger, larger brands that let's say open up malls here in the physical space? Are they making their way into the metaverse now? Are there any big notable brands that are establishing themselves in the metaverse that you could speak of? Absolutely. We see a lot of brands entering the metaverse. I think it was a couple of weeks ago that Sandbox announced that they have a partnership with Gucci. So I think fashion brands see a lot of potential in the metaverse because they see that this is a way to engage a new audience and it makes sense for them to be the first mover. When you are the first mover, you can say, I'm first in something, first in the metaverse. Another example is JP Morgan the first bank in the metaverse. It's a marketing exercise the brands are considering. And I think the future is going to bring a lot more companies in it. So talk to that listener who maybe this is the first time they're hearing of it and they're pretty interested in investing in the metaverse in some way. How exactly would they go about that? Are they starting off with the area like you talked about Decentraland or Sandbox? I'm sure there's many others. Do they start there? Do they start at a certain niche they want to? Do they research certain companies? Or what would you say for that person who is starting from day one and they want to start learning about and investing in maybe, let's say, land in the metaverse? If it's about just land, then obviously the user needs to do a research around the platform they are investing. They need to see, as I mentioned, the traction of the platform. They need to look at the team, the partnerships, the roadmap. They need to look at comparable sales in OpenSea and non-fungible to see what are the pricing trends there, what's the sales volume. Because this investment is liquid. It's not really easy to sell. It's not like you're buying Bitcoin and next minute is you're out. And you talk about like the platforms. 
like Sandbox, Decentraland, are those the two main ones right now or are there a lot of others? We have invested basically in 24 different metaverses and we own land in 19. We have at least 3,000 virtual land plots. Just to name a few, there's the Centerland, Sandbox, Somnium Space, Crypto Voxels, Nifty Island, Wilder World. One very popular right now is World Wide Web. It's more of a game, but there's a land component because you are able to buy apartments, which you can decorate. There's a drag and drop builder. So it's super easy and people use it. It has become really popular. Obviously, another way to invest would be for you to become a builder. You can create content in this metaverse. If you are a 3D modeler, if you are a designer, an architect, you can do your own version of these buildings or you can even sell NFTs. So that's a form of investment as well. Got it. When people are looking at, let's just say doing land investments, looking at comparable sales, how do they do that? Are there brokers, metaverse land brokers? Are there websites that they use like the MLS to pull sales data or LoopNet to pull sales data, things like that? Or how do you go about doing that research? There are basically two websites that we are looking at. One is nonfungible.com and the other one is OpenSea. These two websites are the ones with the biggest volume. Nonfungible is the MLS of virtual real estate. So much to learn and it's going to continue evolving. I know even for somebody like you who's in this space every single day, there's so much new coming out and it's different tactics. And there's a lot of other ways that people invest in and then make money. How can people get in touch with you and who should reach out and maybe learn a little bit more about this space and a little bit more about what you do? People can find me on Twitter. I am at Costas Kedikiris. They can also reach out to me on our website. My email is there and I'll be happy to hear from them. Great. I'm listeners. We're going to put all of those resources in the show notes. And while you're there, if you haven't already, if you're interested in investing in physical real estate still until you make that leap to the metaverse, make sure you download our free ebook, The Definitive Guide to Building Generational Wealth and Passive Cash Flow Through Multifamily Real Estate. Costas, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was super, super informative. Thank you very much, Justin. Have a good one.